Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3.04 p.m. here at Live Till 5, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG, Barragata, Guam. Glad to have you with us today for our live, local, talk and variety program. Hoping to inform you, entertain you, edify you, educate you, and bring you a little bit of Christmas cheer along the way. Our show is lighthearted by by design, giving you a Friday afternoon option as you're driving around. Maybe you just pick the kids up from school or you're on your way to a sports practice, heading out to do some Christmas shopping, heading to work. Maybe you're one of those folks that is in your vehicle a lot because of your job or because you have a lot of kids that your mom's taxi service, whatever the reason is, we're glad you're with us today. Most people listen to us on 88.1 FM on the radio dial, but you can also listen online through khmg.org, khmg.org, just click the listen tab there. There's also a number of ways listed on our website, how you can download different apps to your phone, your tablet, your computer, and you can listen online with a with a connection to the internet. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. You can listen online, khmg.org. You can also let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us, give us a little thumbs up, follow us. Then you get updates every time we upload a new podcast, every time we send out a new message, links to different Valuable information for you. Glad to have you with us today. And uh, if you're listening, you can always send us a message during the show and give us some feedback. You can sometimes we'll be doing something kind of fun on the show and you want to participate. You can send in your notes through our Facebook private messenger. Just send us a note and we'll uh, try and acknowledge your participation as we can. Now, it is December 14th. If you're listening to the live broadcast, we also rebroadcast the show in its entirety on Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday nights, seven and nine p.m. So you can catch us on the rebound if you don't get to listen to the whole show or if you just want to listen over and over and over again. Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday nights, seven and nine p.m. Catch us on the rebound. But it is Friday, December 14th for the live broadcast of the show. And this week, did you know that uh, on the 10th, the 10th, the anniversary of Alfred Nobel's death from 1896. Now, these are the Nobel Prizes were awarded this week. And they're the most prestigious awards in the world. Unless you're the parent of a third grader, and then your child getting the uh, perfect attendance award is the most prestigious award in the world. But other than that, the Nobel Prizes, which were awarded this week. Although Nobel never publicly stated his reason for creating the award, it is believed that he did so out of regret over the increasingly lethal use of dynamite, which was his invention. That was the 10th. The 11th was Have a Bagel Day. Bagels were created in 1683 to honor the King of Poland, John III Sobieski. Bagels are the only bread. It's the only bread that is boiled before being baked. And the most popular choices, according to this little list I have in front of me, plain or sesame, as long as there's cream cheese. Now, I happen to like the everything bagel. Are you with me, listeners? Do you any of you like the everything bagel? Oh, yeah. They kind of make 
your office smelly, though. Uh, let's see. Wednesday the 12th was Poinsettia Day, or Poinsettia Day, as we said it growing up in Missouri. Day to commemorate the death of U.S. diplomat in Mexico, Joel, Joel Poinsett, who introduced the flower to the U.S. in 1828. Poinsettias need a full 12 hours of pitch darkness for their leaves to naturally go from green to their final color. Some of those are red. Most of them are red, but some are white, pink, things like that. Poinsettias are also known as Christmas stars. And it's a myth that their milky sap is poisonous and causes skin irritation. I remember my grandma telling me that, that they were, yeah, you couldn't get the sap on you. The 13th, yesterday, was Hot Cocoa Day. According to Punchbowl.com, monkeys were the first creatures to discover that the cocoa plant was edible. Over 1,500 years ago, according to this quote, monkeys began to eat the pulp of the plant and spit out the beans. <clears throat> Glad we've perfected that method. And then today, the 14th of December, the last manned mission to the moon took place from December 11th to December 14, 1972. Some of the mission's achievements include the longest Apollo mission, 300 hours, first geologist astronaut on the lunar surface, Harrison H. Schmidt, and the largest amount of lunar samples returned to Earth, 257 pounds. So, a lot happened. Let's look at some of the observances. The month of December has the least number of observances in my non-scientific poll, if I'm trying to remember back over the last 12 months, of any other month, I don't know if people don't want to crowd up against, of course, Christmas, which is the biggest holiday, but there really are only a handful of monthly observances in December in the United States. And some of them don't correlate to the time of year. Like, it's tomato month. Who grows tomatoes in December? But I digress. Tropical Fruits Month. Universal Human Rights Month. Winter Squash Month. Now that makes sense. Worldwide Food Service Safety Month and Youngsters on the Air Month. And today, I didn't even realize that. I have two youngsters joining me on the air in just a little while. So we're celebrating this month, and I didn't even know it. We just accidentally did that. Youngsters on the Air Month. Uh, let's see here. We're in the middle of Christmas Bird Count Week. Well, it actually just started today. and goes through the 5th of January. Um, a few other Gluten-Free Baking Week starts this weekend. Not that much fun to celebrate, unless you're allergic to gluten, and then you take what you can get. Today, the 14th, is Monkey Day, uh, Bula Bay's Day, Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, Official Lost and Found Day, and Yoga Day. Tomorrow, the 15th, the American Kennel Club Championships, Bill of Rights Day, Cat Herders Day, International Tea Day, Cupcake Day, Wear Your Pearls Day. And National Wreaths Across America Day. The 16th, uh, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. Never heard of that. National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. And Zionism Day. The 17th, A Christmas Carol Day, Clean Air Day, National Maple Syrup Day, Pan American Aviation Day, and Wright Brothers Day. The 18th, Arabic Language Day, International Answer the Telephone Like Buddy the Elf Day. Like when he says, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Uh, I think that's what they mean. International Migrants Day. National Roast Suckling Pig Day. I haven't had that. 19th, Holly Day. Holly like the plant, not someone named Holly. Look for an Evergreen Day. Hard Candy Day. And Oatmeal Muffin Day. And then finally, the 20th, Free Shipping Day. 
Games Day, Human Solidarity Day, Mud Day with two Ds there, Fried Shrimp Day, Regifting Day, Poet Laureate Month, uh, Day, World Day of Prayer and Action for Children, among a few observances for the month, weeks, and days of December. Now, I'm going to take a short break, and we have a little Harvest Highlights coming up. But after Harvest Highlights, we have some young talent joining us on the air. Troy and Steven, both going to be on the air with us after this short Harvest Highlights. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM. It's Friday, December 14th, 3.13 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, December 14th, 3.20 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. We have some special guests. And since it coincidentally is uh, Youth on the Air Month, I happen to have two young, talented, budding radio communication superstars with me today. Troy and Steven, no strangers to our regular listening audience. Troy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine today. Awesome. And Stephen, how are you? Good. Very All right. Good. All right. Okay. Now, uh, Stephen, how old are you, buddy? I'm 10. 10. Wow. And Troy, how old are you? 12. 12. Okay. All right. So Troy has a little bit of age on Stephen here. He's much, much more mature. Okay. Well, uh, I told these guys, uh, I've been wanting to have them back up on the air for a while, and the opportunity to have them this week worked out because it is the holidays and Christmas and there's some fun stuff to talk about. They've each done a little bit of research on their own as far as stuff that they want to bring and we're going to do a little back and forth uh, facts sharing specifically related to holidays and things like that and and Guinness Book of World's Records and Ripley's Believe It or Not type stuff. So we're going to get to that in a minute but to kind of break the ice so to speak, you know, it's a, it's a Christmas pun there. Break the ice. We are going to uh, play a little game with these boys. And listeners, you can play along at home, and we'll, we'll see uh, how you do. Now, this, the goal is not necessarily to have the highest score or the lowest score. It's just kind of a more to reveal uh, what you think about certain Christmas things. And this game is called... Oh, wrong paper. Sorry. Christmas. No way or yes, please. Christmas. No way or yes, please. All right. So I want to uh, ask you each about a specific thing from Christmas. And you either say no way or yes, please. Yes, please means, yeah, you like that or you would try that or you enjoy that. No way is like, eh, not my thing. Doesn't mean you totally hate it. Just means you don't like it. Okay. Does everyone understand the rules? Uh, I think so. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, uh, well, let's test it out. First off. A $2 bill. No way or yes, please. Steven. Yes. Yes, please. All right? Yes, please. Okay, all right. So you guys would like a $2 bill. Okay, so yes, please or no way. Here we go. First thing, and I'm going to keep a little track here. Steven, making gingerbread houses. No way or yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. How about you, Troy? I'll have to go with Steven. Yes, please. All right. There you go. Okay, now, Troy, how about you? 
eggnog. No way or yes, please. Mm, I'm not really an eggnog guy. No way. No Me? way. No what about way. you, Steven? No, no way. What What do you guys not like about eggnog? I don't know. Just the it's, taste, yeah. the smell. It's a little too sweet for me. Hmm. I don't, I've never had it, but I'm like, I just don't really like eggs. Just like a drink, you know. Yeah, well, it's like melted vanilla ice cream is what I tell people. Now I don't know if that's a great description of it, but uh, some of our what I found is there's two kinds of people in this world: people who like eggnog, and all the weirdos out there who don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, because you guys don't like it, and you're not weirdos. Okay, here we go. All right, Stephen, no way or yes, please, fudge. Yes, please. Yes, please. How about you, Troy? Definitely, yes. Yes, please. All right, here we go. Uh, Troy, fake Christmas trees, no way or yes, please? Mm, honestly, no way. No way. How about you, Stephen? Uh, yes, please, because I don't really, I've never actually had a fake Christmas tree, so I don't really know what it's like. You don't, you don't care either yeah, way. The yeah. ones on the platform in church are fake. So, okay, here we go. All right, Stephen, caroling. Mm, yes, please. How about you, Troy? No way, I'm tailbutt singing. <laughs> okay. All right, Troy, here you go. The book, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. No way or yes, please? Mm, yes, please. I like that book. Yes, please. All right, yeah, Steven, I like that book, yes. too. So All right. Like to what do you guys like about that book? Uh, it's just the book itself. It's just like a fun book. It's yeah. talk to Seuss. Who doesn't like it? That's true. That's true. You got to probably people like eggnog might have a problem with it. Okay, anyway, uh, Steven, <laughs> colored Christmas lights. No way or yes, please? Yes, please. I mean, I don't really like white lights because they're just boring. Okay. All right. What about you, uh, Troy? No way. No I, way. White, white is better for me. Okay. Reason. Well, that was my next question. So you're a yes, please, Troy, on white lights, and Steven's a no way on white lights. Okay. Uh, Troy, candles that smell like pine trees. No way or yes, please? Yes, please. I love the smell of pine trees. Okay. What about you, Steven? Well... I think I would say I don't really know because I've never actually smelled it. So you don't know what a, a Christmas tree smells like? No, never. <laughs> I've oh. never seen it. I've never actually smelled a real. All Christmas right. Tree, okay. So, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just leave that as a big question mark for you there. Okay. And then you know now your parents are making a list of all the things they need to expose you to this weekend. <laughs> Here's one probably neither of you have had, but just from what it sounds like, tell me if it's no way or yes, please. Okay. Figgy pudding. Figgy mm. pudding. Because it's, it's you know, oh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The second verse says, oh, bring us some figgy pudding and huh. bring it right here. So figgy pudding. I assume it's made out of figs. Uh, Steven, no way or yes, please, on that. Eh, I don't think so. It's like, it's nothing like starting the holidays by asking for figgy pudding and then, like, not leaving someone's house until you get some. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, Troy, what about you? No way or yes, please, on figgy pudding. It's, yeah. it's It sounds like something like the same as fruitcake. It sounds good, but like when you taste it, it's like really bad. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say no way because no I'm, I'm not really a big fan of figs. Okay. All right. So figgy pudding, no way. And obviously, uh, you said fruitcake is deceptive in its name because you think it's going to be good, then you taste it and you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are two kinds of people in this world. People that like fruitcake... <laughs> And people that don't. Okay, here you go. Um, here you go, Troy. Roasted ham. Ooh, yes, please. All yes, right. please. Steven, I love yes, it. you both like ham. All right. Uh, Steven, pumpkin pie. I like that stuff. Just depends on like you stick some whipped cream on it mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. Cool Whip. Yes, yes. All right, Troy. Pumpkin pie is my favorite pie of all times. Really? Yes. Oh wow, we have a lot of pie makers listening to the show. You never know, you might get a free one out of that. <laughs> That little comment there. Okay, here you go, Troy. 
Now, this is Troy and Steven. Your mothers are going to be smiling, remembering a time where you did like this, but you might not anymore. We'll see. Troy, how do you feel about footy pajamas? Uh, pajamas that have the feet already built into them, you know, and you yeah, like yeah. have one zipper up the front. Footy pajamas. If no it, way or yes, please. If there's nobody around for 50 miles, yes, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, and uh, Steven, footy well, pajamas. I mean, it depends. Most of the time I don't have them, but uh, I don't really like them. So if you open up a package on Christmas morning and it was footy pajamas, <laughs> would you be like, yay? Or would you be like, no? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to wear these. But <laughs> Give them to the your presents. sister. There you go. All right. Steven. Snowball fights. Even if you've never been in one, what do you what do you think? Yes, please or no way? Yes, please. I've been in one. It was really fun, especially right. because we built forts and we were like throwing foot, throwing them at each other. Nice, nice, I Troy. Got, I, definitely yes. Yeah, yes, yes. You like snowball fights, okay? And finally, here's the last one. Because you live on Guam, it's a little different. Swimming on Christmas Day. No way or yes, please, Troy. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Okay. I would do it. Yes, right. please. I, yes, I mean, both of you. I love doing that. <laughs> All right. So even though you like snowball fights, you also do like swimming on Christmas Day. All right. So you guys both are are pretty much yes please about just about everything except for the weird stuff like fruitcake and eggnog. <laughs> so I get that. All right. Now, so this is what I'd like to do. We're gonna do this where I'm gonna uh, have Troy share something from what he's prepared. And then I'll have Steven share something from what he's prepared. And I'll kind of go back and forth. We might comment on him a little bit, but we'll take the next few minutes. Our listeners, if this is the first time you've ever tuned in to Live Till 5, this is a live talk radio program on Friday afternoons here at KHMG 88.1. And we have different guests from the community that come in and help us conduct the show. And we have regular guests, and then we have sometimes people are just like what we call wingmen. They just come in, and they just kind of help assist run the show. And today, these two junior wingmen both prepared some stuff to share with the listening audience. And so we'll start with Troy. Troy, share one thing that you've prepared. Okay. Uh, this is called uh, so this is called the snow donut phenomenon. So basically what it is, like when it, so when a, so when a, let's make a small snowball rolls down a hill, and it so basically, you know, it grows bigger and bigger. So basically, in like in when the in the center it gets really weak, and then the so basically the wind just blows it away. So it leaves a donut-looking shape. So, you know. Wow. So basically, got a giant donut rolling down the hill now. Oh wow! Okay, that sounds tasty and fun. Unless it gets the size of a car, then maybe not so much. Okay. Or or if it turns green. Or if it turns green, or any other color besides <laughs> white. Okay, Stephen, share one thing with us that you've prepared. Um, the tallest Christmas tree ever displayed was in Seattle, Washington. It measured 221 feet tall. Whoa, 221 feet. That's taller. That's got to be almost as tall as uh, one of the hotels here in uh, Guam. So Yeah, I can imagine that. All right, Troy, yeah, they, they share could... another one with us. Uh, let's see. So this is like, so residents of Bethel, Maine, broke the le- record for the tallest snowman in 2010. Uh, there was a it was a snow woman named Olympia. They they nicknamed it, and it stands 122 feet tall. Uh, the eyes are made out of giant weeds, and the eyelashes are made of skis. The buttons and mouths are call tiles, and the arms are 27 foot tall evergreens. And uh, it weighs 13 million pounds, and uh, and sh- and she wears a hundred foot long scarf. Whoa! Wow! That's impressive. All right, Stephen, what do you got? Bang all the gifts from the 12th day of 
12 days of Christmas would cost a ton of money, the most expensive being Swans of Swimming, which would be $6,300. Whoa, okay. Oh, man, I never thought about how expensive that might be to give all those gifts. I don't know where you'd get the Lords of Leaping anyway, but I don't know if you can get that from a catalog or what. But Okay, Troy, share another one with us. Um, Colleen Bay Wackaglu decided to keep her pear tree warm for the winter. And uh, so in 2007, she placed two pieces of knitting on the bear tree. And then local residents and uh, visitors added more and more knittings, including some with pockets containing photos, poems, and jokes. It was christened the knit knot tree and proudly wore its sweater until Arbor Day. Oh, wow. So the tree actually had its own sweater. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Stephen, share another one with us. When the candy cane was invented in Germany, it was made into a J for Jesus, and the red stripe symbolized his blood. Oh, wow. Oh, I think I have heard that. I think we shared a little bit of that candy cane story during the Festival of Lights. We had it on a little card, I think, with the candy canes. So, yeah. all right. Well, before we go to break, guys, um, we're going to keep you around, and I want you to help play Sebastian's Quiz. Have you guys ever listened to Sebastian's Quiz before? Mm -hmm. Do you ever try and answer on your own and think that maybe you might be able to answer better than some of us that are playing on the radio? Maybe. Honestly, honestly, sometimes I yell at the radio. (laughs) Like, I thought I I, I already knew that, you know? Like, like, how did you not know that? (laughs) Yeah, well, today you're going to be put on the spot and you're going to play the game with us and we're going to see exactly just how you do in a little competition uh, in the quiz that Sebastian has written for us today. So we're going to take a short break. Troy, Stephen, don't go anywhere, okay? I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Me too. I All mean, right. I don't, at least unless my legs start running away, I don't know what All I'm right. Well, you can go in there and get a mediocre cup of coffee if you like. Listeners, you can uh, just stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till 5, including... The quiz with Sebastian and uh, Troy and Steven, our junior wingmen today, plus a little what's in my coffee action from the hub, and uh, a lot more fun times with us. So stick around. This is episode 294 of Live Till 5, December 14th, Friday, 3.33 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. More Live Till 5 after this short break. With a little more live till five. It's Friday, December 14th, 3:38 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. For those just tuning in, this is Live Till Five, our live local talk and variety program, broadcasting live every Friday afternoon from the KHMG Studios from 3 to 5 p.m. Rebroadcasting Saturdays and Sundays. Catch us on the rebound Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on 88.1 FM, or on our stream through the web, khmg.org, khmg.org, and just click to the Listen tab there and uh, listen to a beautiful stereo stream across the internet. 
You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. Let us know you're listening also through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us there. Send us a private message. Give us some feedback. Let us know you're listening. Play along with the games if you like. You can also download this podcast. A few hours after we broadcast the live program, the podcast is available on our website. We usually upload a little link through our Facebook page so you know that it's there. But uh, you can listen to this show at your leisure, all two hours of it, over and over and over again, if you want. So now today, we have in studio, we have a a full house in studio today. We have, uh, from my right to my left, we have uh, Troy Prince. Troy, how are you doing today? Doing fine. All right. And then we have, of course, uh, Stephen Harper. Uh, Yes, he is related to the Harper royal family of uh, KHMG. Stephen, how are you today? All right, now you gotta get close to that microphone because uh, oh, yeah. you know yeah. you're you're all the people that are listening just for you. They want to hear that that melodic voice. So, uh, uh, how are you doing today? Good. All right, there we go. That's that's a lot better there. And Sebastian, of course, the smooth the smooth tones of Sebastian's voice that soothe everyone with the daily verse of the day and morning weather report and the gentle trade winds. How are you doing today, Sebastian? Great. There you go. And, <laughs> and Chris Harper, of course, all around good guy and station manager. Chris, are you doing all right today? Yes, absolutely. All right. That's 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 a great way for me to check the mics and ask you how you're doing all at the same time. I do sure. care how you're doing, but I really care that your microphone is loud enough. Now, because Sebastian every week brings this quiz, and we've had you know mixed success. Some of us have have lost more than we've won or whatever, but. Sebastian puts a little work into the weekly quiz, and we had been using like a Mario Galaxy type theme, but during the Christmas season, we decided to use a different theme song to introduce Sebastian's quiz. What do you mean we decided? Well, the the committee that decides the <laughs> I didn't bumper decide songs. This. <laughs> so Sebastian, I didn't know there was such thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, time for Sebastian's quiz. Okay, well, you guys are in for a treat. Because this is about Christmas foods around the world. So, you know, states, we like having ham and mm-hmm. turkey. and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Yep, and these guys already talked about yes, please, or no way. And so, so for the most part, they like almost everything except for eggnog and... Uh, figgy pudding. Figgy pudding and yeah. fruitcake. Yeah, well, with this quiz, you're going to learn a little bit about uh, some of these other countries and what they like to eat uh, during Christmas time. All right. So, so we'll start with Troy, and then we'll just and we'll end with Steven. So we'll go Troy, Jared, Chris, Steven. There you go. All right. Yeah. So other countries may eat this food, but these countries that are highlighted are the ones that are the biggest fans. Um, so question number one. Which country likes Christmas fried chicken the most? Japan, China, Vietnam, or Italy? Which uh, one likes Christmas fried chicken the most? I'm going to go with Japan. Japan. I'm going to go with Troy, Japan. Japan. Yeah, it seems I heard a story about Kentucky fried chicken at one point here on Live Till 5. I'm going with Japan as well. All right, Steven. I actually am going with Japan, too. Wow. Well, you all are correct. It is Japan. 
Yes. The yeah. season, the Christmas season is the most wonderful time of the year for Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. because about 3.6 million mm-hmm. Japanese families eat KFC on Christmas Eve. They often need to reserve their meal up to two months in advance. Um, it, that's just for the norm. They can still serve the normal menu, but like if they want to have like the big, get a big bucket to uh, take home. I think it's called the Christmas Barrel. That yes. just sounds so wow. yes. appetizing. Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. And it's yeah. all because of a savvy marketing uh, yep. scheme. That the reason they do that, it's not related to anything significant other than good marketing. Yeah, I, I think it was like, however you say in Japanese, is like Kentucky for Christmas or something. Yes, like that. right. And right, then, right. And yep. So, uh, yeah, that's what I in my research. All right, question number two. Oh, sorry, none of you got points. From yeah, that. just no. a heads up. So, question number two. Fine. No. Which country enjoys Christmas goose? Ooh. Russia, Germany, Greece, or Mexico? The Christmas mm. goose. Uh, I'm going to say Germany. Germany. I'm going to say Russia. Russia. I'm going with Greece. Greece. I'm going with Germany. Germany. Who said Germany? Because that's the one. Those two guys. Troy. Oh, wow. Troy and They Steven. pull into the lead. Uh, yes. Whoa. Ouch. Yeah, the German Christmas feast is historically centered around the... Weinstock, uh, I can't say the word. The Christmas goose. <laughs> yeah. A tradition dating back to the Middle Ages. Eating goose was originally tied to St. Martin's Day, but eventually became a part of the Christmas meal. Okay. Yeah. The goose is getting fat. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. Have you ever heard that? Nope. If you haven't got a penny, a hay penny will do. If you haven't got a hay penny, then, listeners, God bless you. You didn't learn that as a child? I thought that God be with you. No, it's all right. <laughs> all right. So next question: Which country enjoys tamales the most? Mm. Cuba, Italy, Brazil, or Costa Rica? They enjoy it the most during the Christmas season. Oh, Which I thought you were going to give us an obvious one. This is going to be harder. Cuba, Italy, Brazil, or Costa Rica? Ooh, um, I'll have to say Cuba. Cuba. Hmm. I'm gonna it. I'm think. I'm gonna think through this here. So I think Brazil, because of its Portuguese influence, would maybe not be a tamale loving country as much, whereas Cuba and Costa Rica more of the Spanish influence. Italy, I don't think so. I mean, although in Japan they like Kentucky Fried Chicken, so in Italy <laughs> they could possible. like you know Taco Bell tamales. Um, I'm gonna go with Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I think I'll try Cuba as well. Mm. Um, I think I think I'm actually going to go with Italy. Italy, mm. wow, stepping You're out brave. there. Be the You're odd brave. man out. Will That's it pay right. off? It does not, Jared. You get the point. It's Costa really? Rica. Oh. Okay, all right. Yeah, Costa Rica making tamales is a Christmas tradition, and every family has their own secret recipe. And you <laughs> used to work at a tamale factory. I did. <laughs> I did. I watched that video. That's cool. I think I've had Del factory. Rio. I've had Del Rio uh, uh, tortillas. Yeah. Back in the '90s when I, we lived in yeah, San Antonio. They're very. Yep. You can get them down there for easy. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I worked. I think we could buy them at uh, HEB grocery store yep, H-E-B. or Albertsons. Yep. Oh yes. All right. All right. Next, next question. question. Which country likes roast pig? Roast Ooh. pig. Mm, yes. Mm. Roast pig. Here wow. we go. Um, Scotland, Philippines, New Zealand, or South Africa? Which one is 
champion of eating roast pig? Scotland, Philippines, New Zealand, or South Africa? Um, I'm going to say New Zealand. New Zealand. I think it could be any one of those countries. But when I think of roasting, I think of it being cold outside and eating something warm. So that puts you either in Scotland or South Africa. <laughs> Although, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We're waiting. We have New been. Zealand yeah. has all four seasons and climates. They actually have snow there, too. And they know how to roast things. This is what we've been waiting for. Um, but then the Philippines, they like their pork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my original gut feeling, uh, because usually when talk, we talk about food and my gut, they go together. I'm gonna go with Scotland. Scotland. Mm, interesting. Scotland. I, I just see it happening in the Philippines. You know, I can co- sort of visualize it. Roasting it. So I'm gonna go with Banana Philippines. Leaves. Okay. All right. I'm actually, I think I'm gonna go with Philippines. You saying that because your dad said that? No, it's no. <laughs> All right. I've been saying what he said, and I've been saying what. When has he last done what I said? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, uh. Just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> Philippines is the correct answer. Oh wow! Wow. So that's uh, I actually did Chris expect it to be yeah. correct. My best no. friend would be disappointed in me. Yeah, Christmas is a big deal in the Philippines. It's known for having the longest Christmas season with Christmas carols starting as early as September and ending usually around January 9th. Yeah, I've heard of that. Official observance, however, is from December 16th until the first Sunday of the new year. All right. But hearing Christmas carols in September... Oof. Some people that would make angry, other people that would make ecstatic. (laughs) Yep. The Philippines, probably happy. That's right. right. That's right. All right, final question here. We have... it's, It's anybody's game, really. It's uh, just a score update. Troy has one. Steven has two. Jared has one. And Chris has one. All right. Final okay. question. Ah, All right. We got your number. Which country is the champion of fruitcakes? Oh. Canada, mm. United States, Poland, or China? Oh. Um, I can. <laughs> I can. Uh, what are the four countries again? Canada, United States. Poland or China? Which one is the champion of the fruitcakes? I can't imagine America being one with fruitcakes, but thinking you never know. Um, I'm going to say Poland. Poland. Just going with my gut. I'm going to go with United States. United the States. The famous Polish fruitcakes. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> I, I was kind of leaning toward Poland, but there's something about fruitcakes in the United States that I think it gets made fun of enough that makes you think... I just think of the, the math. Just think of the math place. here. Yeah, the population, exactly. you know. Uh, United States for me, too. Canada's too small of a country. I'm actually going to go with the United States, too. It's just... Eh, I don't know. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> Steven securing his victory, agreeing oh, with others. Wow. It is the United States. At some point in history, fruitcake was a display for prosperity. Dried fruits and nuts were expensive items. and Now so you send it to your worst enemy. <laughs> was yeah. served as, at special events like Christmas. <laughs> for like, um, Even though fruitcakes are no longer a way to display wealth, giving them is a tradition that is just stuck. Yep. We ate one in the office for uh, Pastor Gary's birthday. Well, saying we is an exaggeration. I ate a whole fruitcake by myself because <laughs> no one else wanted it. Uh, but it was made here locally. It's pretty good. Oh. So, Stephen, congratulations. 
champion. I, you know, I think uh, uh, the apple does not fall far from the tree. You know, <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we're going to take a short break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to play a little What's in My Coffee. Listeners, you stick around. A little more live till five after this short break. with a little more live till 5. It's 3.53 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Friday, December 14th. In studio with me, Troy, Stephen, Sebastian, Chris. Really, the, the whole gang here is with us today. And glad to have you, the listening audience, with us. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the Rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. You can also download the podcast through khmg.org. And at this time, we have been the recipients of some bountiful goodney, goodies, goodness, I almost said goodness and goodies and come out goodness. Um, good knees. I have good knees, thankfully, <laughs> but uh, goodness, goodies. And uh, it is the, um, the weekly delivery of the tasty treats, of course, from our friends down at the hub. And uh, this segment is called, which I heard from one of my friends in Bible study, We'll just call him FC. We won't say his name, but FC said that this is a mouth-watering part of the show for him. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, actually. So this segment mm. is brought to us by, of course, The Hub, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. It's just a tasty, tasty place to be. Nice people down there. Very friendly. And uh, let's play a little What's in My Coffee, where we explain to the listeners what we think we're drinking. And then we have a big reveal at the end. And we will start with Chris. Chris, what what does oh, your drink taste like? I haven't like taken my drink yet. I okay, let's start with myself. let's start with Troy because he he looks like he's well on his way here. <laughs> yes. Uh, what it, what does it taste like there, Troy? Um, this has sort of like a mangoey taste and uh, it looks like a mango smoothie, but it has like looks like whipped cream in it. Okay, I believe that um, I named that drink this week the Jilda because named it after one of the people that works there who made that drink. I saw her carrying it around and I said, Jilda, because that's her name. You should bring that drink to the radio show Friday. And she remembered. So that's cool. So you got to get the Jilda, which yes. we will reveal what that Jilda, is here in Jilda. <laughs> Jilda. All right, Steven. Um, it's it's like a chocolatey taste. Um, there's whipped cream on the top, some ice. Um, I actually kind of think it's a little bit like a chilled chocolate mm. because it makes sense. Ice, chocolate, mm-hmm. you know. It, you know, logic. <laughs> logic can be used in this game. That is for sure. Does it have any other flavor to it at all? Or just straight up chocolate. It's I don't know. I mean, I can I can sort of taste another taste, but I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. Well, it, it I think that you're on the right path there. I don't, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked at the list yet. Sebastian, yours is half gone. Did they give you just half a cup of something? Uh, I think they did. Okay. Like it's, yeah, it's just gone. I don't know. <laughs> but um, mine also applying my logic filter. I think this is a chilled chocolate of some sort. It's but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Yours is slightly lighter in color Mm -hmm. than Stevens. Well, I don't know if that's because they 
grinded a little peppermint stick into nothing Ooh. but dust, and then they Ooh. just mixed it in with my drink. Um, that's yeah, maybe I'm, it is a secret taste. Because I, I, okay. I, I think this the is mouths a started to water. chilled peppermint chocolate, or okay. a peppermint chilled chocolate, or a chilled chocolate peppermint version. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> chilled chocolate peppermint chocolate chilled. Okay, yes, great. Uh, Chris, what does yours taste like? You know, this is a this is a really tough one for me. I know this is a Christmassy drink, um, and I think it might have a. It's a hot drink, by the way, um, and I have I have smelled this one before, in the sense that I've I've seen somebody I think get this and then I could smell it, you know, sort of on the way by. But are you in the habit of smelling other people's drinks? No, but I think the smell is just, in the air. It somehow. wafts over. I don't know to you? if they took the lid off when they were. Like, you didn't like put your face in their drink. No, you, no, you were just walking by, innocent no. bystanders. They were just really next good. to me oh, God, or something. A drive-by sniffing. Up. Yes, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's his new Christmas tradition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what does it taste like? It's got maybe a maybe a pumpkin taste to it, um, but I, I I I think it's pumpkin, but. It may be something else. Okay. So it's just, this is one of those kind of drinks that I would never look at on the menu and order myself, probably. Yep. yep. But it does taste pretty good. Okay. It tastes pretty good. All right. And I'm the fifth drink of the day. Mine tastes, when I first smelled it, it has an earthy smell to it in the nicest way. You just smell like the ground. Dirt, but it just has an earthy <laughs> taste, smell to it. Then when you taste it, Little sweet, little hint of tea. It's very sweet forward here. Little creamy, but it has a, a it has a, the smell of an omelet. I don't know how else to describe it. An I know that omelet. sounds weird. It smells what? like an like omelet. A... Omelet tea. It smells like an omelet. <laughs> what I think is because tea. it's earthy, because it is has a tea taste to it. I think it's some kind of matcha. It's like a, a hot matcha drink. Oh, I can see a color in the. I, I'm just. I got an angle to there look go. into your cup, and it's green. All right. Now, these happen Number to be one. some of the favorite drinks of the people that work down there. Ooh. So uh, here's the big reveal. Drink number one, eggnog latte. That's, That's Chris. Eggnog. Uh, eggnog. Eggnog, pumpkin, yeah. Number two <laughs> and three, which happen to be both Sebastian and Steven, that is the candy cane cocoa. Yeah. Very popular this time Basically of year. The same thing. Not very popular in July, but right now, super popular. Uh then the drink number five, which I be, believe uh, Troy has there, That's the mango right. smoothie with whipped cream. Ah. That is Jilda's favorite. We'll forever call it the Jilda from now on. And now I have Megan, your sister-in-law's favorite drink, Stephen. So when you order Steven. her a drink next... I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm looking... Uh, hot matcha with white chocolate. Ugh. See what I mean? That, that's a deceptive one. That's a, that's a tricky one. That's yeah, a very tricky one. Yeah, because the earthiness and the sweetness together. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. It, the, the matcha with the chocolate, it's just a little tricky. But, you know, it's, it's a good kind of tricky. It's kind of like a, like a Japanese restaurant in Switzerland. It, you know, at first you don't know how it's going to go, but then you're so glad. You're just so glad. So we're going to finish this hour out with a classic Christmas tune as a bumper song. Guys, you all stick around for the beginning of the second hour. Listeners, you stick around as well as we go to the top of the hour news. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 294 of Live Till 5. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and a second hour of Live Till 5. Now you 
he's alone on the shelf. Even a plant with no uncle or aunt shouldn't spend Christmas Day by himself. back with the second hour of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 4.05 p.m. on this Friday, December 14th, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of 88.1 FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. If you ever, ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m., catch us on The Rebound. We rebroadcast all two hours of the show at that time on the air and online. Listen to us through khmg.org, sitting at your computer at work or at home. You can pull it up there. You can also download different apps where you can listen to FM radio. Tune in app is very popular for that. KHMG, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Glad to have you with us today. Episode 294 on this Friday, December 14th. And uh, we had a fun hour, first hour. And I asked Stephen and Troy... The uh, Youngsters on the Air, we're celebrating Youngsters on the Air Month, and uh, these two youngsters are the most youngsteriest youngsters I know, uh, Troy and Steven, both enjoying their drinks from the hub. Uh, Troy, that one was pretty good, huh? Yeah, it is. Once you get to the bottom, it's really good. Yeah, it's got the whipped cream in it, and Jilda did a good job. I think our listeners, you should stop by the hub and ask for a Jilda, which is either the young lady that works there, but she's she, she's not going to you know, just leave with you, but she will send you home with a mango smoothie that has whipped cream in it. And then, uh, of course, Stephen, he's enjoying the the tail end of a candy cane cocoa. It's uh, iced chocolate with a uh, crushed candy cane in it. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. I was going to say, if, if, you're, if you ask for a Jilda, you might actually get the person to drink out of it. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you might get the person to Oh, drink. boy. All right. So I'm going to let these guys just kind of hang around and be my wingman because it's it's always more fun. So listening audience, you're always there, and it's nice to have some other people here to bounce stuff off of. I was looking at the the lyrics to the song Good King Wenceslas. Wenceslas. You know, it says, Good King Wenceslas looked out upon the feast of Stephen, present company excluded, when the <laughs> snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even, brightly shone the moon that night. Though the frost was cruel, when a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel, the king says, Hither, page, and stand by me. I know it telling. I know I you know it telling. Yonder man, who is he? Where and what his dwelling? And then the page says, Sir, he lives a good way hence, underneath the mountain, right against the forest fence, by St. Agnes's fountain. Then the king says, bring me food and bring me wine. Bring me pine logs hither. You and I will see him dine when we take them thither. That means there. And then all of them together say, page and monarch, forth they went. Forth they went together. Through the wild winds, a loud lament and the bitter weather. The page said, sir, the night is darker now and the winds grow stronger. Fails my heart, I know not how. I cannot go no longer. Then the king said, Mark my footsteps well, my page. Follow in them boldly. You shall find the winter's rage 
chills your blood less coldly. Then everyone sings together, In his master's steps he trod, where the snow lay even, strong to do the will of God, in the hope of heaven. Therefore, Christians, all be sure, grace and wealth possessing, you that now will bless the poor shall yourselves find blessing. So, the Bing Crosby version of that song is epic. I really like the way he sings it, and it's just like a little story there. But here... I have uh, some uh, Christmas carol stories, and these are from the whychristmas.com website. Let me read this to you. The carol was written in Victorian Britain by John Mason Neal, a traditional folk tune. It was written in the town of East Grinstead in the county of West Sussex in Sac- at Sackville College, where he was staying at the time. The story in the carol is about king or duke of Bohemia, an area in Central Europe, now part of the Czech Republic. From over 1,000 years ago, seeing peasants on Boxing Day from his castle and taking food and wood to them, the story in the carol was probably completely made up. In fact, the real story of King Wenceslas is rather gory. He really wasn't that great of a guy. Wenceslas' father was the Duke of Bohemia and a Christian, but it's thought that his mother might have been a pagan. His father died when he was 12, and he was not old enough to become Duke until he was 18. His mother took control of the land as regent. During this time, his grandmother, Ludmilla took care of Wenceslas and brought him up as a Christian. She smuggled priests into the house to help teach him. It's thought that his mother had Ludmilla banished to a distant castle where she was murdered by the Queen's guards. Ooh, terrible. Wenceslas was still a Christian after this and learned to read and write, something which was unusual even for a king or duke in those days. He had local bishops smuggled in at night to teach him the Bible. When he reached 18, Wenceslas took control of his dukedom. And then he defended Bohemia from a couple invasions by dukes of neighboring regions, and legend says he banished his mother and her pagan followers from his castle. Wenceslas put in a good education system, successful law and order to the parts of the carol. A uh, story about him being kind and king are certainly true. After four years of happiness, when Wenceslas was 22, his brother Boleslav became very jealous of Wenceslas and plotted, possibly with the pagan followers of their mother, to kill him. He invited Wenceslas to celebrate the Saints' Day with him, but on the way to church, Wenceslas was attacked and stabbed to death by three Boleslav's followers. So anyway, all of that to say, these guys are enjoying their drinks. You can hear them slurping in the background here. But um, so, the song really does not depict King Wenceslas's life at all, really. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a neat story. It's just kind of fictional based on a real person, but uh, fictional. He was the Duke Wenceslas, and... Uh, he was kind, but uh, lived in a, a bitter age, I guess you could say. Here's a couple other stories. Stranger than fiction. Now, I call these stories stranger than fiction because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And indeed, uh, since the very beginning of the show, 294 episodes, I've always tried to bring at least something that either strikes me as funny, uh, the title of the article, the way it's written, maybe the topic is either enraging or funny or just something that's just so odd you just got to mention it. Here's one, for example, uh, from Reuters. Firefighters to the rescue after German chocolate factory spill. So first off, for anyone that's been listening to the show for a little while, you know that German chocolate cake happens to be the um, official cake of Live Till 5. So when I saw a title that said German chocolate in it, I had to read on. So... Uh, in Berlin, and well, this is Berlin Reuters at least, firefighters in the town of Wurl, or Wurl, 
in Western Germany tackled an unusual emergency late on Monday when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured onto the street. About a ton of chocolate ran out into the yard and in front uh, onto the street, spokesperson for the Verl Fire Department said in a statement. The firefighters closed off the street and shoveled the chocolate, about 10 square meters or 108 square feet, to one side before specialists uh, specialist cleaning company came and cleaned up the road. The fire department said this, Despite this heartbreaking incident, it is unlikely that a chocolate-free Christmas is imminent in Verl. The story was not nearly as exciting as the title, but anyway, there's a picture of uh, chocolate spilt and frozen on the road, and the firefighters cleaning it up. I'll pass that to Troy and Stephen to yeah. look at. That sounds like something you hear, like, Willy and the Wonka. <clears throat> exactly. Willy Wonka, yeah, you know, yeah. Willy Wonka and stuff. Now, um, I don't know if you boys have ever seen the elf on the shelf. It's like a little elf, uh, little elf puppet that people put on a shelf in their house. Yeah, we have one of those. Okay, so um, have you ever seen Elf on the Shelf before, Stephen? It's it's kind of popular this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it in some videos. They're kind of funny. But... Yeah, they kind of make fun of it, right? So, yeah. Elf on the Shelf. If you're a parent with young kids, you probably struggled where to put Elf on the Shelf. And you may eventually run out of places. This is from Fox News uh, yesterday. Here's an idea. How about putting it into space? The popular children's book and toy is living on the International Space Station, according to the tweet from NASA astronaut Anne McLean. And uh, this is this is McLean's tweet. Well, look who showed up at space underscore station. So I guess you can follow... Um, uh, McLean on Twitter there. I guess we all have to be good now. I hope this mischievous ways doesn't get into anything too important. We'll have to wait and see. And basically, she took Elf on the Shelf to the International Space Station. Cool. Um, and there's actually a picture on Twitter. It's kind of funny, actually. McLean followed that up with a tweet on Wednesday saying, Elves must think everything needs a ribbon and a bow. And she actually had decorated some things in the International Space Station. Um, the, the International Space Station had just received a delivery from the SpaceX Dragon capsule, which includes Christmas dinner and other assorted goodies, according to the Sun. So it's possible the elf hopped on board and now is in the most prominent, the most prominent doll in space. Hmm. Or action figure. McLean joined the ISS earlier this month, leaving Kazakhstan to board the Soyuz rocket along with David St. Jacques of the Canadian Space Agency and Oleg Kononenko of the Russian Space Agency. Her stint on the space lab will end in June of 2019. Wow, she's going to be there a while. Okay, let's see here. Here's another one. I want to be like this this uh, elderly person when I grow up. Um, the headline from Fox News is, 102-year-old woman sets record for oldest person to skydive. And she says, I'm just a normal person. An Australian woman recently celebrated her birthday by leaping out of a plane 14,000 feet in the air, becoming the oldest person to ever do so. Irene O'Shea took the plunge to celebrate her 102nd birthday and raise money for the motor neuron disease, or Lou Gehrig's disease, which took her daughter's life years ago. This is O'Shea's third time partaking in the daring activity, uh, which um, she's described as an absolute joy to have in the drop zone, according to the company that takes her. On December 9th, O'Shea and her three-time instructor boarded the plane for takeoff. After going over the safety measures, the two completed a smooth, beautiful freefall that ended in a perfect landing near excited friends and family. And there's a picture of this granny um, up 14,000 feet up, getting ready to do her jump. Um, wow. Steven, would you do uh, parachuting? Would you skydive? 
I mean, it really depends. Um, if I could, I guess. Man, if I knew how to, but I think you have to be. I think you can't go till you're 18. But when you're 18, would you do it? I think so. It'd be kind of fun. Troy, what do you think? You think you would jump out of a plane? No, I'd be too dramatized. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Some of our listeners have done it before. I got to do it. It wasn't. It was scary. I got to admit, it's scary. But you just have to block out of your mind all the awful things that could happen, and you just enjoy the moment. Okay, here's something else that I came across today. Um, From Mental Floss, it says, Why Alaska is home to America's easternmost point. So when you think of a map, you think of the easternmost part of the United States as where? Like, you boys know geography a little bit. Where would you say is the easternmost state in the United States? Um, I'd say something like Florida or Rhode Island. Okay. All right. What do you think, Stephen? Maybe Texas? No, Texas would be kind of central. I mean, it's definitely east of here, but I oh. think the where most people would think would be Florida or maybe Maine, because, you yeah. know, Maine kind of yeah. leans yeah. out yeah. like that. Yeah. But, so here's an interesting thing from Mental Floss. In the contiguous United States... The farthest east you can travel without tripping into the ocean, or uh, is the lighthouse at West Quaddy Head in Maine. But this beautiful spot at the northeastern tip of the Pine Tree State is not actually the easternmost point of the United States. Actually, it's a place in Alaska. Hmm. While most of the United States is firmly planted in the globe's western hemisphere, America happens to possess plenty of islands and territories in the eastern half of the planet including Saipan, Guam, and Wake Island, to name a few. All of these Pacific islands sit on the other side of the 180th meridian, which separates the Eastern Hemisphere from the West, and are technically east of the mainland of the United States. Guam, an American territory with more than 150,000 American citizens, likes to boast about being the Eastern location, billing itself as, quote-unquote, where America's day begins. Though technically, and this is according to Mental Floss, so no one throw any stones at your radio, but um, technically, that distinction goes to Wake Island, located on the opposite side of the International Dateline. Guam sees the sunrise, though, 15 hours before New York City. Yet Guam is not the easternmost point of the United States either. That honor resides with an uninhabited Aleutian island called Simi-Sapo-Kanoi. Simi-Sapo-Kanoi. Chris, you ever been there? No, no, never even heard of that, actually. Me neither. simi sapo Kanoi. Uh, translated from Russian, Simisopkinoi means having seven hills. It sits about 10 miles from the 180th meridian, marking it as America's most eastern piece of real estate in the eastern hemisphere. And uh, it's a volcanic island. Basically, they have some little creatures there um, that look like penguins and stuff like that. But basically, uh, the geography of the United States... What seems obvious, because the contiguous United States is what most people are thinking of, but when you think of what is on the globe, the farther eastern, most farthest east point of the United States is actually in the Aleutian Islands. Alaska actually has three uh, distinctions in that regard. It has the northernmost, the mm-hmm. westernmost, and the easternmost point in the United States wow, of America. Wow, that's a great point. Yep. That is a great point. That's one of those riddles that, uh, yes. you know, uh, that's a Colombo type riddle right there. Yeah. Where's the 
you could ask three different questions and each one of them have the same answer. Alaska. Yep. I saw an overlay of the state of Alaska over the contiguous yep. uh, United States, and it's amazing how much land mass Alaska takes up. It's bigger than, you know, about a third of the states all combined is still smaller than Alaska. And the distance from from the different points is literally almost as broad as the contiguous United States. Yeah, it's one-fifth the size of the contiguous 48 states. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, uh, guys, I think what I want to do is I'm going to take a short break, and then when I come back, I want to share with our listening audience, um, I have a list of the 15 most insanely expensive gifts from the Neiman Marcus Catalog. And uh, every year, the Neiman Marcus catalog comes out with these super expensive, crazy gifts in their Christmas book. And I'm going to share those with you. Hopefully, you've done some of your Christmas shopping. I'm Jared Baldwin. This is episode 294 of Live Till 5. We'll be back after this short break. More live till five. It's 424 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, Friday, December 14th, episode 294. Glad to have you with us. Celebrate a little bit of the Christmas spirit. And I am going to share with you now the most ridiculous Christmas list out there from the Neiman Marcus special catalog called The Christmas Book. I've shared these every year for the last few years. And they just get more ridiculous as the years go on. So let's see here. How about uh, the first one? $475,000. In the Neiman Marcus Christmas book, the House of Creed Bespoke Fragrance Journey. What exactly is the Bespoke Fragrance Journey? Well, it's when you're given two first-class tickets to Paris to meet with sixth-generation master perfumer. Yep, that's a thing. Wow. uh, Who will create your ultimate custom scent. Uh, So you get to go and they make you your own perfume, apparently, for only $475,000. Only. (laughs) Number two, Vanity Vanity Fair Academy Awards Experience, $425,000. You can buy this in a catalog as a Christmas gift. Okay, number three. The Slot Mods USA Ultimate Slot Car Raceway. Handcrafted one 30-second scale model of your favorite racetrack. Because, of course, you have to have a favorite racetrack, including white glove installation. Finding the space in your house to install is up to you. But $300,000 to have a custom Ultimate Slot Car Raceway installed at your house. For only a, a, a mere $125,000, 6 couples can go to the Ultimate Mardi Gras experience. Uh, let's see here. Custom locket and trip with Monica Rich Kassan. Uh, let's see here. Um, she's a German jeweler, apparently. And you get to make a custom locket for only just, I mean, really just change. Just a little more than a McDonald's Happy Meal, $100,000. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Ooh, 
Of course. For $95,000, you can get the 100th anniversary Neiman Marcus limited edition Maserati Ghibli S Q4. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Maserati. That's a very famous sports car. Only 95000 Oh, this one here. You could get two of these. The Preston Bailey Peacock Floral Sculptures. Event planner to the stars, Preston Bailey, will create a glorious, quote-unquote, glorious peacock statue with a plant and floral flares to add to your garden for only $25,000. I'd get one from your, for your front garden and your back garden. Because if you have this kind of money, you have two gardens. Um, let's see here. The Leontine Linens Home Trousseau. I don't even know what I just said. Uh, but it costs $55,000. Jane Scott Hodges will come to your house and help you select bed, bath, and table linens for every room in your house. That might be kind of embarrassing, like if your bed's not made and your towels are on the floor, and then you bring in someone for $55,000 to help you pick out new towels and bedding. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. His and hers... Vilbriquin Quadskis. Vil, Vilbriquin. The Quadski is a jet ski meeting an SUV. They've been hailed as the world's best high-speed amphibians. And to think you've been riding around on low-speed amphibians for only $50,000. So it's $25,000 a piece. You get like a blue one and a pink one. <laughs> it's like a four-wheeler that goes in the water, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Any other interesting ones here? Ooh. Everyone needs one of these on their desk. Uh, a Golden Eagle sculpture. It's Lalique Golden Eagle sculpture for only $8,500. You could get this one for all your friends in your class. Uh, like in the gift exchange. Uh, let's see here. Here's another one. Uh, Judith Lieber Couture. Crystal Beatnik Cat Miniature. So it's basically like a little bag that's been beaded, so it's all made of black beads, and it's shaped like a cat wearing sunglasses. So it's a bag shaped like a cat wearing sunglasses for $5,595. I don't, I don't see why you would buy that. I don't think you need that fancy of a bag. <laughs> no. Think about I mean, you... You don't have any money left to carry inside the bag if you spend it all on the bag. Just just give me a $5 wallet, and I'll keep the $5,590 in the wallet. Here's one that at least is interesting. Star Wars gold Darth Vader and Yoda cufflinks. So those are the things like when you wear a dress shirt, instead of having buttons, you can wear these little metal things that hold your shirt closed. Before they had buttons, they wore these all the time. Your favorite Star Wars fan, who could... What would be better than 14 karat yellow gold cufflinks that he either have? So you only get one or the other, oh. Darth Vader or Yoda. Okay, mm, so that sounds cool. $4,200. That's, that's uh, very pricey. Um, let's see here. And then, of course, the cheapest thing in this whole Neiman Marcus Christmas book is the multi-game set, which sounds like fun. It's like a cube, like a, like one of those footrest cubes that we have in there. Oh, yeah. You take the lid off, it's leather, and inside it has all different kinds of games. Um, decks of cards, different types of games, for only $1,500. That's just a stocking stuffer for uh, Neiman Marcus. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read you guys a few uh, weird but true National Geographic Christmas festive facts to light up your holidays. 
Did you know that a layer of fresh snow absorbs sound waves? Really? Yeah. Really? That's why we don't have any snow in here, because it would absorb all the sound waves. Maybe um, maybe you should get that on, like, like you have a studio room. You can stick that on your studio room. Th- there you go. Well, um, the only I- thing is it says fresh snow. What if you have, like, old, like three-day-old snow? Does it not absorb sound waves as good? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Know. Must be a little air pockets. Okay, here you go. A hotel in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates displayed a Christmas tree covered in 181 pieces of jewelry, valued at more than $11 million. That's even more than like the stuff that you get from I know. Cover. That makes the Neiman Marcus stuff seem so cheap. Wow. You get all of it for that much. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Here's another thing. People in the United Kingdom traditionally bake coins, buttons, thimbles, and wishbones into their Christmas desserts. Yeah, I've heard of that because like, like when you get this, if you get the slice of bread with like the coin in it, you have good luck for the rest of the year. Right, and if you get the one with the wishbone, you choke. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, early sleds were discovered on an excavated Viking ship. Uh, let's see here. The world's largest Christmas pudding weighed more than a hippo. I wonder if it was figgy pudding. <laughs> uh, let's see here. In Britain, eating a mince pie for each of the twelve days of Christmas is said to bring good luck. You also get really fat. Uh, let's see here. Some scientists are trying to clone evergreen trees to create the perfect Christmas tree. Some stores hire psychologists to help them predict what gifts shoppers are most likely to buy. Uh, let's see here. 1,762 is the number of participants in the world's largest gathering of people dressed like Christmas elves. Hmm. I think that'd be embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Just well, well, everybody's doing it, so, you know. Yeah, you no kind of blend into the crowd, at least, yeah. yeah. I'd probably still wear a mask. Um, okay. <laughs> the Scandinavian people, in Scandinavia, not the Scandinavian people, in Scandinavia, people once believed that a goat brought presents on Christmas Day. You know? Uh, yeah. You no. Know. Um, I you guess. Know. Disguise as a goat. Uh, let's see oh, here. So the earliest Christmas trees dating back to 1510 were decorated with apples and paper roses. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. At, least you didn't, at least they didn't stick candles on that one. That That's right. I've, I've heard that where they actually, which seems so dangerous, right? Uh, yeah. Visitors to a museum in Virginia, USA, perform experiments on holiday fruitcake. That's interesting. That's yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like lab, it's like lab rats, except it's fruitcake. Exactly. It's, a fruit, it's lab rats Christmas edition. Uh, tinsel was once made of thin pieces of real silver. Uh, that didn't mm. last very long. <laughs> uh, 35,000 is the number of baseball fans who broke the world record for largest gathering of people wearing Santa hats. That's interesting. Mm, I would do that. Uh, reindeer so reindeer are real creatures I mean flying reindeer are mythical but (laughs) reindeer are real creatures and reindeer hooves uh, expand in the summer and shrink in the winter time their antlers weigh more than a car tire and some reindeer herds have as many as 500,000 reindeer and their hairs are hollow so they can endure the ultra cold weather wow kids in Iceland fear the Yule cat a monster who is said to eat children at Christmas time. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, so it makes it makes coal seem nice. Yeah, it also, yeah. It also, me- it also makes Halloween sound good. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. In 1960, some Christmas trees were made of the same metal as soda cans. Mm. Today, collectors pay up to five hundred dollars for those rare trees. Uh, in the states and other places, a single snowstorm can drop forty million tons of snow at one time. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was almost named Reginald. 
Oh yeah, uh, I remember for for the little that. sale campaign there that they did. Uh, three hundred sixty-four are the number of gifts actually given in the twelve days of Christmas. If you add them all together, three hundred sixty-four. Almost all, almost every day of the year. Uh, in Caracas, Venezuela, it's tradition to roller skate to church on Christmas Day. Hmm. Uh, mathematicians uh, study how fast checkout lines move when people are Christmas shopping. Hmm. And uh, finally, at an autumn festival in Zurich, Switzerland, people blow up a giant snowman filled with fireworks. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. You can just imagine the head flying with you know, like stars exactly. bossing everywhere. Yes. So let me ask you guys uh, before I let you go for the weekend, uh, Stephen. What are you doing this weekend? Maybe go with my dad to take some photos. Um, like, you know, pretty much just play with my uh, my family. Nice. Do some fun things. Awesome, awesome. And uh, Troy, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, we're probably just gonna we're probably gonna woke up getting all our Christmas stuff up and uh, you know getting ready for the holidays. And- you know, yeah, and our grandparents coming over. Oh, that's right, your grandparents are coming to town mm-hmm. or on island. Yeah, yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, um, it is Christmas break soon, so yeah, it's, that's right. It's good to get ready for the Christmas break. That's right. Schools that you only have really two and a half days of school left. Yeah, basically. Yes. And everyone knows that last day is you don't get any school stuff done. It's all getting yeah, the classroom I mean, cleaned on, up on, and parties and. Yeah, yeah. on on, t- on Tuesday we're having a class party, so it's pretty much only Wednesday because that's the only time we're having switches. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well, hey, you boys, thanks for coming up today. Anyone you want to say hi to while you're on the air? Eh, hello, family. There you go. Hello, Family's listening. Hello, whoever's listening. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, you boys have a great weekend, Stephen, Troy. Thanks for coming up today. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. All right, have a great weekend, listeners. You stick around a little more live till five after this break. We're gonna. Take just a short pause, and then we'll come back and talk a little more about Christmas stuff. And I have another Christmas carol I want to talk to you about. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 294 on this Friday, December 14th, 4.37 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Back after this short break. with a little more live till five i'm your host jared baldwin 4 41 p.m here at the khmg studios listening to a little christmas intro song there and sipping on this drink provided by the hub you know it's growing on me this is uh megan's favorite drink it's the hot matcha with white chocolate at first i didn't know what to think about it because it it threw me off because i had no idea what it was and when i took a smell of it had this earthy smell, which matcha does have that, and that's what some people don't like about it. But honestly, it really complements the white chocolate very well. It tastes like a fine piece of chocolate candy. That's what it tastes like. So very tasty. 
Thank you to The Hub again. Thank you to Stephen and Troy and Sebastian for all being part of the show today. And thanks to Chris for still sticking around and uh, bringing some news for us. Chris, what's happening in the world today? Well, for the first time in 50 years, it's safe for tourists and pilgrims to visit a location near the Jordan River where Jesus may have been baptized. It had been popular before 1967, but that's when the Six-Day War broke out and the area was sprinkled with landmines. Now a demining team has finally finished removing all the old explosives, opening the riverside area at the Kazer Al-Yahud Church to the public just in time for the annual holiday influx of tourists to Israel. These stories from srnnews.com, by the way. Toyota is recalling nearly 143,000 SUVs and pickups worldwide to fix airbag and brake problems. The first recall covers about 96,000 Toyota Land Cruisers and Lexus LX570 SUVs from 2008 to 2019. Toyota says a seatbelt tension sensor can malfunction and deactivate the passenger's front, knee, and side airbags. That would increase the injury risk if you did have a crash. The company is developing a fix and will notify owners by mid-February. The other recall affects about 47,000 Tacoma pickups from 2018 and 19. A brake master cylinder seal can become damaged and leak brake fluid, reducing front brake performance and increasing stoppage distances. Dealers are going to replace master cylinders. Owners will be notified on that one in late January. Toyota wouldn't say if either problem has caused crashes or injuries. The U.S. Mint in Philadelphia is marking the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing by launching a new commemorative coin. The children of Apollo 11 crew members Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were on hand at the Mint Thursday at the first pressing of the 2019 Apollo 11 50th anniversary proof silver dollar. Congress has directed the Mint to strike an issue up to 50,000 gold coins, 400,000 silver dollar coins, 750,000 clad half dollar coins, and 100,000 five-ounce silver proof coins. The coins will be available to the public starting in January. Hmm. Can you get me a couple of those? I like that. If the, I had them. Those, uh, the last one, the proof coins. I wonder what a proof coin is. You know, I was thinking about that, and I don't know what a clad half-dollar coin is either. Yeah, clad. I, I wonder if that's not solid all the way through. It's just clad in, in that precious metal versus being all the way through. Like um, even coins we have today, or some of them are alloys and some of them are clad in, in one precious metal, but the inside is something different. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, very interesting. Um, Chris, so yes. you are a... You're an aficionado of things in the United Kingdom. You know, you like you like English an breakfast. Anglophile. You're an anglophile. Right. Yeah. So that's what they call it. what's what's it like in the UK during the Christmas holiday? Like oh, what do boy. they do that's unique? Are you aware of any special traditions or anything? What would be different? If someone was dropped off oh. in London, what would they notice different, uh, just first impression about 
celebrating Christmas in the UK versus here in Guam? Well, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have Santa Claus, but you would have Father Christmas. Hmm. And they wouldn't wish you a Merry Christmas. They would say Happy Christmas. I've noticed which is that. different. Yeah. Um, definitely some different foods and some different traditions. I'm not sure about what this tradition is, but you'll see uh, the little kids wearing crowns at the dinner table, like paper crowns. Okay, yes. At the dinner table. Yes. Again, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a history of it in front of me. And then they do some sort of thing where they put a, a gift or something in the pie. Have you ever seen that? Yes, yes. I remember, uh, yeah. I think we, I read something about that a few years ago, and whoever gets that in the pie, I think it, it, yeah. it was alluded to when I was talking about how they'll bake coins and thimbles and things into pies, yeah. wishbones and things like that. So there's actually like a little gift uh, in the pie for the person that is blessed enough to get that piece of pie. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, other than that, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a huge holiday, obviously, in England. And, you know, people aren't as religious as they used to be in anywhere in Europe, but particularly in the UK, very atheistic and, and not very religious. But Christmas seems to be still huge yeah. in the UK. I'll tell you what's also a tradition. This is this combines a couple of my interests. Uh, the football matches, the Boxing Day football match, which is the day after Christmas. There's always the biggest football matches of the year kind of happen during that time because it's the midpoint of the season. And there's usually a big game where, like, uh, you know, the maybe the two teams that are uh, going for the title or something, Liverpool, Manchester City, um, you know, are the two big teams this year. But those Boxing Day football matches, people like to go to those. And it's not just the top flight Premier League. You know, you got championship matches. You've got League One matches. You've got all the local teams play. So, mm. yeah, it's a big deal for yeah. the day after Christmas. Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. the weather would be much different uh, in mid-December um, you yeah. know, historically, now they have, of course, stadiums and things like that. But if that tradition goes back a little ways, I know one other tradition they have in the UK is the used to be the king and then now the queen's uh, annual address oh, yeah. um, on yeah. Christmas Day. I believe it's Queen Elizabeth who she was the first one to do hers live yeah. televised. And, you know, her her addresses, if you get a chance to listen to one or if you catch the one this year, they tend to be very religious, and they're actually a little startling to the public. Although they're they're used to it, but you know it's a it's quite a quite a departure from the typical head of state address. And uh, they are they are quite interesting if you listen to them. Yeah, I I believe uh, the little bit I know about that is the she takes her role in the Church of England very seriously. It's not right. just a honorary title to her. She actually views that there's that there's some divine appointment there for her that she needs to carry out her responsibility within the Church of England and in the in the somewhat religious lives of the people that are her citizens. Right. And there's also that certain aspect of it that says, you know, my role is sort of I'm I'm uh, I'm not not really appointed by God, but God has ordained for me to have yes, this role. Right, right. And you can you can get the sense that she's quite aware of that idea. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. are quite quite interesting. Not 
not at all what you're used to from, like I said, a head of state, particularly in Europe. Yep. So well, maybe yeah. uh, you could be keep keep your ears open for some of the audio of that this yeah. year, and maybe we'll play a little bit of that in the post Christmas episode. Yeah, that's so a great idea. All right. Well, thanks, Chris, and thanks for letting Stephen come up. It seems like he had a great time, and I really enjoyed having him on the air today. Great. So he's he's a chip off the old block, as we say. There you go. Actually, I haven't said that in a very long time since my grandpa said it probably. But, hey, he is a chip off the old block. So there you go. Great. All right, Chris. Well, you have a great weekend. Listeners, we're just going to take a short break now. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to wrap up the show and uh, make an impassioned plea for you to visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. And uh, just kind of finish out the hour with a beautiful Christmas song here. Talk to you in just a few minutes after this short break. back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 294, almost done at 4.54 p.m. on Friday, December 14th. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours of it. You can also download the podcast through khmg.org, khmg.org. We put the podcast out there just a few hours after the production of the show. So you can listen to it at your convenience. Not just the podcast of this show, but so many other great shows that we produce right here locally at the KHMG studios. We'd love for you to tap into those and use that website, khmg.org, as a resource for you and your family to help build you up in your Christian walk. We have so many good resources there. And you can look for podcasts and, and sermons based on topic, speaker, Bible passage. It's just a great library there. I was just looking through today. I was uploading a few, and if you follow me on Facebook, um, I uploaded a few podcasts from khmg.org that I was recommending to the guys from my Bible studies uh, to listen to during their Christmas break. And I think I found four just right, right off the bat that were perfect to pass on to other people. So I'd encourage you to check out khmg.org, download some of the podcasts and content there. Follow us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Let us know you're listening. Send us a private message there. We love to have your feedback. I did have CW, one of our faithful listeners, mention when we were talking about the UK Christmas traditions, he said, Christmas crackers um, have hats and little toys inside. You pull the cracker, and one person is the winner. So it's like a looks like a firecracker almost, but doesn't necessarily have a large explosive device inside of it. But you pop it open, confetti flies everywhere, and then inside you might have a Christmas hat, or it could have a toy. And I've seen them as big as almost like a paper towel tubes. So thank you, CW, for sharing that with us. And uh, maybe we'll get some of those up here in the radio studio sometime. So I'm glad to have you with us today. We've had almost two hours of just fun and enjoying the holidays together. It's really been a blessing to share this time with you. And we've done this 294 times. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Some of you have been with us ever since the beginning. Some of you are new to the show, but uh, we enjoy having you with us. 
And I want to just make an invitation to you. It's that time of year where people do start thinking about spiritual things. That Because the name of Christ is mentioned so much, and the birth of Christ is talked about, and you're walking through the malls, and even secular stations sometimes are playing songs that have the story of Christ's birth in them. There are pictures that that make you think about Christ's birth and uh, different displays and things like that. There's so many opportunities. Even the candy cane, hold it upside down. It's like the letter J for Jesus. We just want to invite you to visit our church. If you do not have a church home, um, or maybe you haven't been going to church in a while, maybe you used to go, but you just don't go anymore. You know what? Today, this Sunday would be a great time for you to visit us. Today would be a great day to decide to go back to church. And if you don't have a church home, uh, or you go to a church where you know, they just, they don't open the Bible. Maybe they don't talk about uh, what the Bible has to say. It's more just kind of a self-help group. I'd encourage you to find a church where they preach the Bible. One of those churches here on Guam is Harvest Baptist Church. That's where I work. So I'd love to meet you and and invite you to come visit us here. 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings is our worship service, and we would love to have you as our special guests. And if you ever make it our way and you come, please come up and introduce yourself to me and let me know that you heard about the invitation through our radio station. We hear from people all the time that are listening all over the island and really all around the world to 88.1 FM KHMG. So I'd love to see you at church this Sunday. We have uh, every week, we have classes for all ages, children's programs, wonderful music, Bible preaching and teaching, um, fellowship, accountability. It's just a great great group of folks to be around, and I'd love to have you come and join us. If you have a church home that you're already joined to, we're not trying to recruit you away from there. Be faithful there, especially if it's a church, uh, only if it's a church that is preaching God's Word and and, uh, using God's Word as the guide for everything they preach and teach. But either way, Merry Christmas to you. We're glad that you uh, are part of our radio listening audience, and we hope that you continue to do so. You're listening to Live Till 5, episode 294, Friday, December 14th, here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Have a great weekend and a Merry Christmas. <laughs>